Hi guys, my name is Kenny Dusso, and this is the Elite Development Podcast. The goal of this show is documenting my journey as a coach, things I see in the industry, of mistakes I see athletes make, things that I know you need to avoid. So basically, my goal is to help athletes avoid the difficult pitfalls of the world of elite performance sport and to help them reach their true potential. So if you are an up-and-coming athlete that is trying to build the career of your dreams, make sure you're following along this show. Make sure you go subscribe on the YouTube channel, on the podcast, and everywhere else you can. And now, let's get to the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast, the number one show for athletes looking to gain an edge on their opponents and build their dream careers in sport. I'm your host, Kenny Dusso, and today we are talking about in-camp versus off-camp training. So we're going to get into a couple of different things, but first, the reason that I wanted to get into this today is because the other day I got a message online, and that's where a lot of these ideas come from, questions and things that I get asked on a day-to-day basis, and I got a message online, and it was an athlete asking me what my recommendations were from in-camp to off-camp training, and you know, after going back and forth a little bit, what I realized he was asking was how much more intense should I be training in camp than when I'm in my off season? And I have a little bit of a different view on this than most. Most people feel like they need to drastically ramp their training up coming into a fight because, you know, your conditioning needs to be on point. You need to be ready. Like everything needs to be, you know, in place to be able to go as hard as possible. So they feel like they need to really ramp it up. And I'm going to come at it from a little bit of a different angle. If you're training consistently through the year, your off season does not need to be more intense than, or sorry, your camp does not need to be more intense than your off season. That's if you're training consistently. Now, I'm not saying you need to be doing three sessions a day, six days a week, every single day through the whole, like through the whole year. But if you're training six days a week, one to two sessions per day, You don't need to ramp anything up. And the reason for that is, again, people forget the goal of training. The goal of training is to succeed when you fight. And the way people train, you would think the goal of training is to be the person who puts in the most hours. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand there's a correlation between hours put in and abilities to succeed in the fight. If you don't train and then you just jump off the couch, run in and try to fight five rounds, that's going to probably be a pretty rough night. But on the flip side, if you're training consistently through your year, you know, a week off two to three times a year, other than that, keeping things pretty consistent, you should be able to fight a solid three to five rounds pretty comfortably at any time. Now, obviously, there's the weight cut that comes into factor, and there's different pieces of this. And when I say that the intensity doesn't need to change, I'm not saying that the training itself doesn't need to change. Like from a strength and conditioning standpoint, when I have an athlete in the off season, the majority of our focus is what I call the athletic foundation. So I posted something about that today, the strength base and the aerobic capacity and power. Now, the reason these are the majority of our focus when we're in the off season is because this is your baseline. This is like when you build a house, you need a foundation underneath it. You need the solid concrete that you're building the house into so that the house doesn't fall at the first gust of wind. If you don't have that, like in the post that I put up this morning, it's like sticking four walls into a pile of mud and plopping a roof on top of it. It might look like a good structure, and then the second anything 
attacks it whatsoever, it's fallen over, guaranteed. Now, this is why the majority of your focus in the offseason should be your athletic foundation. But again, when I say from a strength and conditioning standpoint, you need to focus on that, I'm not saying you need to focus on that every single day. You're going to get aerobic benefit and strength benefit from your skill work. But by doing extra sessions two to three times a week on top of that, you're going to get extra benefit, which in turn is going to solidify your foundation more and set you up for more success when you come into the fight camp. Now, when you come into the fight camp, things are just going to switch up because you have your athletic foundation built if you are training steadily through the offseason and you're not skipping out on strength and conditioning work for months at a time because you don't like it. And I say that because I know a lot of you are, so make sure that you're taking note of that. And so if you are actually doing it consistently through your offseason, then when you get into training camp, your athletic foundation should be built. Your athletic foundation should be built. And if your athletic foundation is built properly, then it doesn't mean that you need to drastically ramp up the amount of training that you're doing. It just means you need to switch up exactly what you're focused on. So usually for athletes in mind, what we what, how we'll switch it up is when we're, depending on the fight, again, I want to make sure that I'm reinforcing that because there's always someone that takes it too literally. Depending on the fight, depending on the camp, depending on the athlete, usually about eight weeks out, we start to focus slightly differently than that strong athletic foundation year-round. And so at that eight-week-out mark, what we're going to start doing is we're going to start building more explosive power and repeatability. So that's higher rep plyometrics, you know, getting people doing jumps, throws, things like that for six to eight reps, focusing on the movement patterns themselves. So it's not just about be explosive with a throw, for example, if you're doing a medicine ball heave against a wall, focus on hitting the same spot in the wall and making every rep look the same as powerful as you can. The reason that's so important is because you're teaching your body how to coordinate the muscles, not just throw as hard as a shot as you can. Because you can have all the power in the world, but if you can't aim it, it's not useful, right? So usually about eight weeks out, we're starting to do more high rep explosive power work, teaching the body the movement patterns, reinforcing how the lower body's connecting in with the upper body and how that upper body's actually putting out force. Wow, words are just slipping right out of my head today. And the same thing, like when we're doing jumps or anything like that, it's not focusing on how high of a box jump can be hit. It's focusing on we're doing a set of six. Rep six should look exactly like rep one, right? And the reason that's so important is we're teaching our body movement efficiency. We're teaching our body explosive power, but we're teaching how to generate the power from the right places time after time after time to use the least amount of energy to generate the most amount of power. Now, as we get to that four weeks out mark, again, depending on the fight, depending on the athlete, there's going to be variations to this. As we get to that four weeks out mark, now we're focused purely on explosive power and speed. How hard can you hit? How fast can you move? So this is going to be a lot more sprint work. This is going to be a lot more just like lower rep, one to three rep explosive power exercises. And the reason for this, and the reason we're not doing this all the way through the camp is because again, earlier, athletic foundations being built. As we move forward, we've got that athletic foundation built, we're teaching explosive power, we're teaching repeatability to be able to generate as much power as possible from the right areas 
so that you're not gassing yourself out with inefficient movement. Now at the end, when all of those things are all in place, we're focused on just how much power can you generate and how fast can you move? And the reason those things are so important is again, you can have all the power in the world, but if you're slow to generate it, then your opponent sees it coming from a mile away, they take a quick step out of the way, no harm, no foul, they're all good, and then they proceed to do the same thing to you. But if you can generate that same amount of power in a quicker, faster, more efficient movement without showing it, now you're gonna hit harder, you're gonna be faster, and it's gonna be wasting less of your energy as you move closer, as you move through the fight, meaning you're gonna be able to push a higher pace for longer, and in turn, actually see success when you hit fight night, which is exactly what matters. So that's a little bit of an idea of like how we structure off-season versus in-season. But the real key here, and what I want to touch on from that original question of you know what should the difference in intensity be in-season and off-season, if you're training consistently in your off-season, you don't need to drastically ramp things up coming into a camp. And the reason you don't need to drastically ramp it up coming into a camp is because you're going to be doing a lot more of your skill work. And if you're trying to drastically increase the amount of conditioning and the amount of strength and the amount of power and the amount of skill work, what's going to start to happen is your body's going to start to break down. You know, if you're listening to this, think about how many times you've gone through a camp, everything's feeling good for like the first five, six weeks of the eight week camp. And then three weeks out, you tweak a shoulder a little bit. And then two weeks out, your knee doesn't want to length, like doesn't want to fully extend. And then one week out, you wake up and your back is locked up. How many times has this happened to you? Now, I'm not saying by switching up how you're doing your camps, you're never going to get injured again. Of course not. It's fighting. You're still going to have bumps and bruises. You're still going to have injuries. It's still going to happen. But what I'm saying is what you need to focus on is not how many hours I can put in while I'm in camp, but focus on what I'm getting out of those hours. If you're just doing extra sessions because I'm going to fucking grind, bro, your mentality is off. Because again, the goal of training is not to be the person who can go the longest. And I'm going to say that one more time because I know it's going to piss some people off, but hopefully you understand what I'm saying. The goal of training is not going, is not to be the person who can go the longest. If you are signed up for a professional MMA fight right now in Canada, in the U.S., I'm not sure about you know everywhere around the world necessarily, but any of my athletes, if you are signed up for a professional MMA fight, it goes three five-minute rounds with one minute in between, unless it's a title, and then it's five five-minute rounds. So again. The goal of any professional MMA fighter that is going to fight three to five five-minute rounds is not to be able to go the longest. It's to be able to go the hardest for three to five five-minute rounds. So the training isn't designed to see how many hours we can possibly fit in. The training needs to be designed to see how hard can I go for 15 to 25 minutes without gassing out and without giving my opponent advantages. And so if you are training consistently throughout your year, you should be able to step into a cage and fight three to five five-minute rounds. Now, of course, there's going to be fine-tuning. You're going to improve your movement patterns. You're going to improve you know, little things about how you're going to go about doing that. But it doesn't need to be drastic amounts of intensity every single time. So, guys, that is it. That is all. 
I hope you got some value from that. If you did, I would love to know what it is. I would love to know any big takeaways that you had. Anybody that is here right now on the live, drop any questions that you've got. And for being here, I'm going to stick around and I am going to answer a couple of questions. Um, anybody who's here on the replay, sorry. Make sure that you're here live if you want to get half a little bit of Q&A. But either way, I hope you guys all have a fantastic rest of your day. I hope you all got some good value out of this show. And as always, I appreciate you all, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast. Now remember, information without execution is useless. So take what you learned in the show today and go figure out how you can apply it to your career to start making progress right away. My one ask of you is share the show around. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following on all the social media platforms. The links on how to do that will be in the show notes below. And in turn, have a great day. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode.